Ephesians chapter 4. And let's take a moment and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we do thank you and, and bless you and honor you today. Lord, we, we know that you're holy, and so we do reverence and, and have great respect for your word and your presence. We ask you to speak to us now, minister to our hearts, do a great thing in us tonight. Thank you for your favor that's upon us, that you love us so much, more so than we could ever deserve. Lord, we receive it, though, by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, we've been talking about growing up, all right? And this is a series, and we want to continue speaking about this subject tonight, growing up. Ephesians 4, uh, the Lord gave us the fivefold ministry gifts, and in verse 13, he said, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. And so it is for certain the will of God that we grow up but obviously it's not automatic that just because a person is saved and the Lord is in their life and they love God doesn't mean they've necessarily matured and so we've got to take specific steps and uh, and I'll get into that later uh, maybe next time uh, but we've got to take specific steps to get to that place of maturity again if uh, if it doesn't come by accident how does it come if it's not just going to fall upon us, if it's not just going to happen automatically because we've been saved a long time or are even in church, then I think it's real important that we know how to cause this development to take place in our lives, okay? And so up until now and, and tonight as well, we're doing a lot of defining, okay? We want it to be real clear in our minds how uh, a mature person thinks, how they act, how they respond to circumstances in life. We also, to discover that, one of the good ways is to look at how immaturity acts. It's not always fun. Well, it's fun if it's somebody else. Uh, it's not always pleasant to look at all these things because very frequently we recognize areas in our own lives that are deficient in some way okay some area where we have not grown okay and understand it's possible for a person to develop strong in certain areas of their spiritual life and have neglected other areas so a lot of times that's done just simply out of lack of knowledge they didn't know that that was even there okay have you ever found a muscle in your body that you didn't know was there <laughs> maybe you did a new activity played a new sport did some extra work in a certain area and you thought wow i have never used that muscle before but the next day you hurt in places you didn't know that you had <laughs> likewise it's true that as we continue on with the lord if we have ears to hear and eyes to see and we're walking with god yielding to him and receptive unto challenging words stretching words corrective words sometimes you wake up the next day and you go oh that kind of hurt i didn't even know that was there i could tell you about times in my life where i heard and because we're talking spiritual stuff here so a lot of times it comes through words 
I heard something and and it just nailed me right between the eyes. But I didn't even know that it existed before. I didn't know that that word, I didn't know that I didn't know it because I didn't know about it. I didn't know to, to, to look for it. And so, but it hit me and I thought, wow, if that's there, I wonder how many other things are there that I don't know about. And, and, and this is the way we should approach the Lord, that there is always more for us to, uh, to, to glean and to, and to receive from Him. And so, again, we're defining and pointing out and uh, hopefully, you know, recognizing some things in our lives that we can improve on and increase in, in maturity. Tonight, I want to give you um, a list. These are seven things, seven marks of the mature, okay? Seven marks of the mature. And uh, again, you, you know, you see both sides of it, and it helps us to uh, see where we're at. The first one is taken right from our text here, um, but the first one, the first mark of maturity is that the mature are stable. The mature are stable. And of course, again, the scripture says about children that uh, uh, they are tossed to and fro. Okay. In other words, they are easily deceived and they are easily moved. We ought to be the type of people that are not easily moved. Uh, remember the psalmist said we should be like the tree that's planted by the water, by the rivers of water. Well, what does that mean? Well, where the water is, the roots can go down deep and suck out the nutrients and get the, the moisture and everything they need. And so as long as you're planted by the water, you're going to be strong. You're going to be solid. You're going to be stable right? The winds come, the, you know, the weather changes, the seasons change, there may be times of drought. It doesn't matter for you because you're planted in the right place, and so you just kind of move around at the top, but you're rooted, you're grounded. A mature person is like that. They have deep, deep roots, okay? They are, they are deeply grounded in the Word of God, and they have established a foundation in their lives, and so it is going to take a whole lot, if anything, to ever knock them down, all right? They have become very, very stable. The word tossed to and fro here, it, 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 it means, if you look it up in the Greek in Strong's, it, t- it talks about to surge or figuratively to fluctuate. Uh, are you a person who fluctuates a lot? You surge, and again, the picture is kind of like the ocean. You're tossed to and fro by the circumstances, by the waves and, and the things around you. What, what does your life look like? Is it a picture of consistency, or is it a picture of up and down, in and out, all right? Again, the mature are stable. They're continuing to move up and to move forward, but they're not... Uh, you know, two steps forward, two steps back, two steps forward, two steps back, never making any progress, all right? The mature, they deal with the same type of storms like Pastor Mickey talked about on Wednesday, same type of storms that the immature deal with. Jesus mentioned the the wise person and the fool. Uh, They deal with the same stuff. They just don't cave, all right? Do they like the storm? Not really, but they're not worried about it. It's not, uh, storm, uh, no, I'm rooted here. 
I've got my roots down deep, and so I can handle this. I'd rather have a nice, cool breeze, rather have everything just be perfect. However, I know this is a part of life. I know it's a part of church, (laughs) dealing with people. And I know it's a part of relationships, and I can handle it. Okay, that's the mindset. It's the thinking of the mature. They're not deceived into thinking that, well, uh, you know, now that I'm saved and I'm, I'm in the kingdom of God and, and, and there's never going to be any problems. No, they're more mature than that. Again, they recognize there will be, but big deal. In other words, so what? Yeah, there's going to be problems in the future. Big whoop to do I can handle it. And it's not just flippantly said. It comes from the root inside of them. They know it is really going to be all right. All right. There's a lot of storms in our world today, a lot of financial storms going on. There's something in the mature. I don't mean they can't be tempted. Don't get me wrong. But there's something in them that says, you know what? I know I'm going to be all right. I know I'm going to be all right. Is is it going to mess up my hair? Yeah. The wind. (laughs) You know, am I going to get a little water in my face? And when it rains? Yeah. But I'm going to be all right. So I'm not going to worry about it. Okay. If you're not there, you can be there. You can really get to that point. And so the mature, uh, again, are stable. You know, James chapter 1 and verse 6, if you you want to look at that, you can look real quick. I don't want to spend this much time on every point, but maybe I do. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) I don't intend to. Uh, James chapter 1 and verse 6 says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. So what are we talking about? We're talking about a doubter. Okay, a, a doubter is a, is a person who wavers. He said, For let, that, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And so an immature person is an unstable, double-minded person. A mature mature person is a single-minded person that's stable, and they're not moved around, huh? They're, They're the same a lot, okay? Now, you have to understand the context of which I'm saying. You know, I started this series out saying, if you're the same as you were 10 years ago, there's a problem. Because we haven't grown. Uh, understand the context. I don't, uh, in, my, in my mind, it's not a contradiction at all. Okay. We're to be changing over time in terms of growth and maturity and development and character. And we're increasing. However, a mature person is not different on Monday and Tuesday. A mature person is not different from week to week in the sense that there's just huge changes in their life, okay? We're on a steady growth pattern, but we're not all excited one week and down in the dumps the next week, okay? We're not on victory side one week and the next week we don't know what we're going to do. You know what I'm talking about. That kind of inconsistency is a sign of immaturity, all right? Write this one down if you're taking notes. Proverbs 24 and verse 21 says, My son, fear the Lord and the king. Do not associate with those given to change. In other words, there is some change that's too much. You know, I knew a guy uh, years ago, and in one year, one 12-month period, 
he had, I forget, it was like 11, 12, or 13, right in there. He had that many different jobs in one year. Say, wow, he must be really diverse. Well, that wasn't really the word I was thinking of. (laughs) The word is immature. The word is unstable. Okay. Doesn't mean if you change jobs that you're unstable, but think about that kind of picture. Someone who's constantly changing that much. Every other, I mean, it had to be about once a month. (laughs) About once a month you get a new job. Well, what's up with that? There's something, there's some deficiency in your life. Why can't you stick with something longer than that? All right. With some, some people, it's, you can see it in friendships. Now, nobody be condemned by this. I, I hope you don't take it that way. But seriously, take to heart, if there is anything, that identifies something. But if, if, if someone constantly has a rotating group of friends, that's not really a sign of maturity. Okay, you're friends with this person for a few months and then you, they're gone and you have a new group of friends. And Well, what's happening there? Hmm? The mature have friendships. Now, not all friendships are going to last forever, but there should be some people in your life that you've been friends with for a long, long time. Amen. If you're married, hopefully that's one of them. <laughs> but there should be some longevity to what you're doing. You know, I think that's one of the things that helps our church to grow mature as a body is that, you know, there are, there are some denominations and some groups that they move their pastors around a lot. And because of their, their, their authority structure and their government, uh, they're able to do that. And they'll say, We're gonna, you're going to be there for two years and then you're going to go over here and you're going to go over here. That produces instability in a church. And, and, and one thing we have going on here, well... I'm not looking to go anywhere. <laughs> I'd like to stay. Uh, I'd like to stay for the rest of my life and build something strong. And there's a stability factor with things being the same. Okay. If you're disappointed, sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's one. That's one of the things. Uh, you know, sometimes the immature they've always got to have something new. Always got to have something flashy, something that they're quick to jump on a new bandwagon. There are some churches that are this way, and, uh, uh, and I've been able to notice them just from afar, and I wouldn't call any names, but churches that are constantly on the latest, I don't know, the latest bandwagon of things that come through the body of Christ. There's a new emphasis. There's a new thing going on, and everybody's doing it. And, and this church will kind of ride that truck for a while and uh, do that for a couple years, and it kind of doesn't work. And then they jump on something else, and people are constantly, they get excited about, oh, we're doing a new thing, and they, they're excited about it. But over the long term, they look at all the different things they've done, and nothing really worked a whole lot. And it, it, the problem is they've gotten away from what really produces stability in us. That's this right here. Okay, I think that's one of my points later, but, uh, uh, but, but again, if we always have to have something new, you know, dazzle me one more time, you know, yeah, you know, people can get that way where, you know, they've heard teaching, I've heard a message on walking in love, I've got that one, I've got that series, 
<laughs> I've got that on my iPod. Well, there's going to be another one. <laughs> See, what if you say the same, same thing? Maybe you need to hear the same thing. You know, I know uh, where Pastor Mickey and Pastor Allen and I uh, were at in Tulsa years ago, um, the Brother Hagen there, the founder of that school, he had no problems at all year after year teaching the exact same thing. Uh, not just in the school, but in like a seminar where people would fly from all over the world and he'd open up to the same scripture. And the thoughts crossed many of our minds where we'd like, is he going to teach the same thing? <laughs> and he didn't bat an eye. <laughs> but continued to influence millions of people. And God kept adding to it and causing it to grow. And he'd, he'd turn to the same scriptures. <laughs> now, he, did, he had over, the, over time, he did a lot of different subjects. But, uh, you know, he'd use the same illustrations. Weren't you telling me about a, 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 a tape? Pastor Mickey listened to a message from the 60s. And he had the same illustrations <laughs> that he used when we were sitting there in the 80s and, and you know, and then in the 90s and, 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 and so forth. <laughs> he'd been using the same illustration for 40, 50 years. <laughs> wow. I need to learn something. Because there's a real temptation. Well, you've got to do something new. They've already heard that. Well, if it's a good illustration, <laughs> if it's a good scripture, we need to hear it again. And immaturity, oftentimes, they need to hear something splashy. It's got to be, wow. That's not really what changes us, though. Changes us slowly over the long term and causes us to grow. Amen. This is true with churches. You know, you can just really meddle here, but a lot of change is a sign of immaturity. When someone's always changing churches. Okay, if you came from somewhere else to here, that was the one good change you made. <laughs> I had to say that. No, but seriously, if it's happening consistently in your life, you know, a few months here, a year here, you know, two years here, and, 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 and you know, and it's always what? No, something new, something new, something new. Settle down. I got to tell you. Might as well do it here. <laughs> but seriously, that's not causing growth in your life. You're perpetuating it, perpetuating immature behavior. All right? And, you know, people, it's, a, you know, it's that thing, i got to have something new again. And don't get me wrong, we, we as human beings like new stuff, don't we? I mean, I like new. Amy likes used. I think you should be burned. <laughs> Go to these shops where they know they redo everything and make it. You know, those like those old barns and they got, what, an artistic value or something? I think they should blow up. <laughs> Boom. Build a new one. <laughs> anyway, I'm just talking. Uh. But there's something about we like, things, we like things new, but we need to recognize when do we need the same thing again? Sometimes we just need the same thing over and over and over and over again. Why? It won't always dazzle your mind, and it won't always entertain your soul. 
but it will do something on the inside of you that will last for decades and maybe forever. And we need to recognize the value of things being the same. Number two, huh? Number two, uh, the mature are in control of their emotions. The mature, mature are in control of their emotions. I didn't say they have no emotions. This is not the absence of emotion. Even God has emotions, okay? If we are like Him, then we do too. However, we don't let them ruin or, ruin or run our lives. We can't be led by, dominated by emotion. If you have a strong emotional response to many things in your life, uh, again, watch out that you're not be making decisions based upon that. You're not being moved by that. You know, do, do people have to ever try to catch you in a good mood? If so, that should be a, a sign to you, you know. If people are saying, oh, watch out for so-and-so today, they slept on the wrong side of the bed. Well, again, if you sleep on the wrong side of the bed, and as a result of that, you ruin everybody's day, that's very immature, okay? The mature person will act right even if they didn't get a good night's sleep. The mature person will act right and control their emotions, even if everything has fallen apart one morning, and, uh, and, and, and you know, and then they're on their way to work or whatever they do that that day. Um, if, if you are having a really bad day, in other words, there's things that have just really gone wrong for you this day, and everyone around you knows about it, th- then that's a that's an indication that you are very carnal. Okay. The mature person, again, if they're having a very bad day, they are controlling that. What do you mean? They're still smiling and treating people nice, and and they're not taking their burdens and dumping them into everybody else's lap. Amen. In other words, a mature person, everything could fall apart for you uh, one day, and unless you, by your decision, decided to talk to someone about it or get someone to pray for you, unless you decided to do that, no one would ever know that you had a bad day or that a bunch of things really fell apart in your life. Why? Because you are not living out of your emotions. You're living out of the established Word of God in your life. You're living by decisions. You're, you're in control. Amen. Amen. And so that, that's, again, another area that we need to have in place in our lives where we're not living by emotions. You've heard the old saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Well, mama's a big baby. If, if mama has to have everything done for her and everything done right for her before she's going to treat everyone else right or everyone, she's going to ruin everybody else's day, that's an indication that mama is very emotionally led. And mama's not very mature. What needs to happen in your life where everyone else's day is going to be ruined? Should be nothing. Okay? Maturity doesn't wear its feelings on its shirt sleeve. 
All right, number three. The mature, they are able to delay gratification. The mature are able to delay gratification. Children don't understand time. The younger they are, the less they can understand and grasp things out in the future. You know, you tell a real young child, we're going on vacation to the beach next summer. How many know they're getting ready that afternoon? They don't understand next summer. They don't understand six months down the road or a year from now or anything like that. You're best not to tell them. (laughs) This is a long, this is, you know, I mean, think about it. If someone's three and you're talking about a year out, how many know that's a third of their life? (laughs) That, 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 to some of you, you know, that's 20 years. (laughs) They can't, how can they comprehend looking out there? But I've noticed it seems like, you know, the older you get, the more you look back and how time flew. It's like yesterday I was 20. (laughs) And what happened? It seems like the longer you're around, that aspect of maturity just naturally, you view time different. Okay? Whereas the immature, they don't. And this is, of course, gives us some insight into this whole issue of, later it's one word the mature know the immature they don't understand later they only understand now i want it now i'm gonna scream until i get it (laughs) i'm gonna make a fuss i'm gonna make somebody else uncomfortable i'm gonna complain i'm gonna do something till my pain goes away i'm gonna put it off on somebody else the mature say Okay, I'm heading this way, but I know it might not be for right now or it might take me a little while to get to that place. They understand later. You know, sometimes a teenager, uh, they get, you know, they turn 16 to get their driver's license. And, uh, you know, uh, some uh, make what may be a mistake in some situations where, of course, the first thing we all wanted when we got our driver's license was a car. Thank God for a car, and, and that's fine, that's good if someone has the money to get a car. <laughs> but many times, teenagers are in a situation, they don't have the money to get a car, at least not yet, or at least not what they want. Huh? I know all growing up, you know, as kids riding in the back seat, driving down the freeway, we were always talking about the cars that we were going to get. You know, 10 years old, 12 years old, see the Porsche drive by, I'm getting me one of those, I'm getting that Corvette, I'm getting all, and we're always talking about this, didn't realize that when we got, you know, the time when we got our driver's license that you actually have to pay for those. <laughs> we're just uh, not knowing about faith, we're just claiming them, <laughs> claiming them, and, uh, and we're, we're going to get that, but how many know sometimes a, a teenager may get in the situation, they want this new car, you know, and it. A new car, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars or something, and and many of them they can they can get a job, and you know, not a high paying job usually, but they go to school and they can flip burgers and do something else and strap themselves to a payment and get that new car, and they look good on their way to work, <laughs> and uh, and their lives are crammed full and and they, they miss a lot of stuff. But you think about it, some do that and they stretch it out five, six years. They're making that payment. They got their new car, and they're happy with having the new car. But, uh, you know, they're putting all that money out, whereas someone else who knows the word later, they understand that. There's some maturity developed in there. They might look at it and say, you know what? 
I really would like that. However, I'm not going to make it my master. I'm not going to serve the thing. And, and I'm not saying any kind of message about you not getting the car loan or not. I'm not saying that's wrong or right. That's not, that's not my point at all. Uh, but uh, another person may look at it and say, you know what? This car over here, you know, it's, an, it's a few years old and it doesn't go quite as fast. And uh, it doesn't look quite as good with me hanging out the window. You know, I might want to tint the window so they don't know I'm in it. <laughs> However, I'm able to pay for that or able to pay it off, you know, relatively quickly. And then they start taking that money and they start putting it away. The other guy's putting it on the car every month. They start putting it away. Okay, five years down the road, the one guy's car, it's five years old now. It's got 100,000 miles on it and it's been roughed up pretty uh, quite a bit. The other person, well, they've got that car that's still getting them from A to B, but they have $30,000 in the bank now and they're 21 they can go out and buy the brand new car if they want to and pay cash, or they can just go ahead and buy a house, you know, put a down payment on a house. I mean, you know, sometimes that word later just helps. It helps us in a lot of areas. How, how many know, again, with, with, with teenagers, one of the big things they need to learn the word later in connection with, it's called sex. <laughs> later. Not never. Thank you, Lord. Later. If they don't learn that word later, how many know they can cause all kinds of trouble in their life? All kinds of problems. Hmm? Some of it happens nine months later. (laughs) Amen. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 25, talking about Moses, it it said, Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. See, Moses knew what he could do now for immediate pleasure and gratification, or he knew that he could pass on the immediate and get something long-term, get something later. When we understand the word later, it'll help us in a lot of different areas. Let's go on. Number four. Number four, mark of the mature is they take no offense. The mature take no offense offense in psalm 119 psalm 119 verse 165 king james version says great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them notice who is not offended it's the one who loves thy law we would say we're not under the law today. We would just say the Word. We, we could say the Word of God. The person who loves the Word is not going to be offended. You can see the connection here between God's Word and maturity. When a person has a sufficient supply of God's Word in them, and it has become real and alive to them, they will grow. If that is the case, there is so very little, if anything, that can offend them. Why? Again, offended is like stumbling. It's like you're knocked over by stuff, by people, by circumstances, by what someone does. You're knocked over by that. But the mature, no, it's... mm. 
you hear what so-and-so said about you? No. You want to know? Not really. Did you hear so-and-so? They said this about you. So? I don't mean you won't ever have a thought like... But there's something inside of you that holds you steady. Something inside of you that weights you down. Thank you, Lord. There's another scripture I wanted to use. I'll get to that. I'll get to it later, I guess. But ask yourself the question, are you easily offended? Are you quick to be bothered? Quick to be bugged? irritated, annoyed, hurt, offended by someone else. That's a sign that you lack maturity. I didn't say you're a bad person. I said there's some growing in that area that you need to do. Sometimes people will disguise their easily their, their position of easily being offended by saying, but I'm a sensitive person. And I've heard that a number of times over the years. Well, I I have more of a sensitive personality. And it kind of, you know, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I thought, there's, okay, I see that. I know there's different personalities. and But something didn't sit right with me when, when people would say that. Because it sounded like a, almost like a good excuse to be offended. And I thought, huh? So I went and looked it up just to see, well, what does that mean, sensitive? And here's what it said. Dictionary said, Easily damaged, injured, or distressed by slight changes. Easily offended or upset. And I thought, you're, you're a, more of a sensitive person. You need to quit. You need to quit being so easily damaged. We need to be tough. We need to be strong. We need to be resistant because there is stuff that wants to damage you. Sometimes it's people. Sometimes, a lot of times it's people that don't really want to, but through their lack of understanding or knowledge of what you're going through, you know, things come out and it pokes and it jabs. And, but, you know, just like if you have real soft hands, I have, I don't want to admit it, but pretty soft hands. I got preacher hands, sorry. <laughs> Didn't always. I know what man hands are like. Uh but how many know you can take, uh, you know, some things that are sharp and pointy and probably get through my hands pretty easily, whereas I imagine there's some of you that you do some, some man work, some tough stuff. You're using your hands, and your hands are pretty rough, pretty calloused, and uh, we could take a pin and, you know, have you ever seen people who take their, their knives and they cut around on their hand and carve out their, their, uh, <laughs> their calluses and stuff, and it's like they don't even feel it, <laughs> okay? Well, they've... They've, they've developed their hands in, in that way to where they're not easily damaged. They're not easily hurt. But some of us have not developed our hearts in such a way where, and, and this can be taken the wrong way if you're talking about having a seared conscience. That's not my point here. Uh, but, but people have not developed themselves to where they can handle anything that's pokey. <laughs> you know, that jabs at them. That, and every little thing... Every little thing someone says, everything that goes wrong, every time someone says something that was, you know, not appropriate or offensive in some way, it hurts them. 
And it really does. They're, they're, not being, they're not putting on. It really hurts them. Well, the thing is, you need to grow past that. Need to grow because there will always be people in life and in church who will say or do things that hurt. Most of them, not intentional. The vast majority, not intentional. Okay? But they do hurt. What do we do? We've got to develop, become strong. We've got to be get to the place where we're not so sensitive. Okay? We know, we know that word can be used. We want to be sensitive to the Lord. We want to be sensitive to the needs of others, not hard and calloused in that way. But when it comes to being hurt, no. Actually, love is one of those things is that cannot... If, if I'm really walking in the God kind of love, I cannot be easily offended. I cannot. Simply because this kind of love is not focused on self, how I feel. This love does not take into consideration how I feel at all. This is amazing love. That's why you, you can't... I mean, when people learn how to walk in love, they become indestructible. Love never fails. It absolutely doesn't. When, we, when I learn how to walk in love, you cannot hurt me in, in the God kind of love. Do we have some growing in that area to do? I think probably all of us do. Me too. But that's, that's the kind of love that's been deposited in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, according to Romans chapter 5. And so, again, the mature not easily offended. So, you know, you've seen sometimes when children, when they're real young, and they're mad, they're angry about something they don't get or something that happened to them wrong, injustice was done. And they'll run away from home. I'm just leaving. Usually they don't get too far because they don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> sometimes if they're a teenager maybe and they're still acting like they're two, you know, sometimes they may have some friends they can go hang out with and they run away. But that happens in church too. You ever seen that happen in church? Someone gets, something doesn't go right for them, so they run away from home. Mm. Number five. (laughs) Number five, the mature, they walk by faith. The mature, they walk by faith. This is not being led by circumstances. Again, I think we quoted this to you last week, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. says, we walk by faith and not by sight. All right. It talks about our five physical senses. We're walking by faith. And uh, walking by sight, that's easy. Everybody understands that. The world understands walking by sight. What you see is what you get. Seeing is believing. All this kind of, we've got all kinds of sayings wrapped around living by your senses. Walking by sight. So walking by faith is a, is a challenge. When we get saved, we receive the Lord by faith, the greatest act of, of salvation. That's the beginning. But then to walk by faith and live by faith every day, your flesh will scream at you. Your flesh will try to pull you back into the natural every single day, try to get you to believe what you see and feel and taste and smell and, and feel and whatever else that is in there here. Uh, above what the Word of God promises you. And it's a daily part of our, our growth. When we grow more, it's not as much of a struggle. But until we do, man, you'll walk in the flesh. You'll walk by sight. 
you won't experience God's best. You know, and again, when you try to walk by faith, there's going to be people, family members, friends, co-workers that will try to talk you down because they want you to live in the real world. They want you, they want you to have a, they want you to come down to reality. All right? And, and, and quit this nonsense, you know, acting healed when you're not. Talking positive in a negative world. You know, not agreeing with them, griping about uh, supervisor so-and-so or griping about the city or, or whatever they want to talk about. And you just refuse to do it because you're a faith person now. You smile when you don't want to. You're nice when you feel like punching someone in the nose. You're not denying that you don't ever have those feelings. I am like, I have had those feelings that I am a pastor. I've totally wanted to punch some people out. A long time ago. I have really developed. <laughs> okay. Really, when we're talking about faith, strong faith, and a person being mature, that's really the same thing. It's really the same thing. A person of strong faith is a mature person. A mature person is a person of strong faith. And you know, when a person has developed in this way, and they're living by faith, do you know, they handle crises much better than those who are immature okay and you may have these things have happened a lot let's let's say for let's say someone loses a loved one someone dies close to them that's one of the most say one of the most challenging most difficult things in life and uh, listen when a person has developed and has grown and matured it doesn't mean that they just blow it off no they still feel some things but I'm telling you, they are far more equipped to deal, with the lo- to deal with a loss like that. They will recover much quicker than a person who hasn't been not planted by the river. A person who hasn't had the Word of God established in them. I don't mean they'll have no emotions and they'll have no uh, hurts or anything like that. I'm saying they'll recover. Just like a naturally a person who's, who, who's physically strong physically developed someone who has uh has taken care of their body well and they they exercise a lot they got good muscle mass and they their endurance is up their heart is strong how many know if they ever have to have a surgery or have to have something uh, a medical procedure done in their life that they'll recover faster and if they got a good attitude and all that kind of stuff, they'll recover quicker than the person who hasn't been taking care of themselves and never exercise. They don't ever uh, get the right nutrients. They, they're going to be in the hospital longer, okay? Uh, again, same, same thing's true with, with us concerning um, just other things that challenges and things that blow up in life. If you've been in the Word, if you've developed, if you've grown properly and you're walking by faith, you'll handle things much, much better. Amen. That's five. We'll pick up there next time. I, I've got seven, but we can get number six and seven next time, and that way I can take my time and not feel like I have to rush through, rush through those things, and we can more see and more recognize what the Lord uh, wants to have develop in our lives in our in this area of growth. Amen. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much tonight. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Oh, what a good God you are. What a blessing you are in our lives every single day. Father, I just thank you now, and I ask and pray for every person that you would help them to deal with the things that they've recognized even tonight, 
some behavior, some ways that they've acted and behaved that they can see clearly. Man, that was carnal. That was the flesh. That was immaturity acting up. Lord, we're not, we're not condemned and you're not beating us down, but you help us to see so that we can recognize and grow and increase and develop in some of these areas.